Hey, New City, it's Damien. I'm here with Ben. Good morning, Ben. Hey, Damien. Good to be with you. So we're going to talk about your practice of the common rhythm. I'm looking forward to this conversation, so I'm going to jump right in if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll start with the question. Tell us about your practice of the common rhythms. Tell us whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that it has, I hope like everybody else that would be listening and practicing it, it's been iterating and evolving over time. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, as we've said in your podcast, w- you and I have been practicing this probably longer than anybody because we were uh, the guinea pigs yeah. for it. Uh-huh. And so some of the things that have been most significant have been the practice of fasting. Mm. Um, I've experienced, uh, so I'll say fasting has been challenging in some ways, mainly Although it is hard to fast, you experience the pain of it and whatnot, but mainly because of how much it disrupts my day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I just lack energy. Uh. I have a lot of lunch and a lot of lunch meetings. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that day I either don't have a lunch meeting or I do and I just awkwardly don't eat lunch yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and so, but fasting's been really powerful in that I've experienced. Um, uh, it's it's deepened. It's probably the one I've mm. experienced the most deepening over time with, uh, to where like um, just this past week I was fasting and and found myself not as angry or like just constantly nagged by the pain of hunger mm. or it, it actually felt like hey I'm okay like I can do this yeah um, and and so that was really that's been really significant in and of itself. And then some of the other ones, like Scripture Before Screens, have been a long, long habit for me for a while. Mm. But being more intentional about the before screens part mm-hmm. has been um, has been really significant. Just to be able to to resist technology and its creep into every mm. area of my life. Yeah, um, I've been really grateful for that. I'd say uh, the other ones, three times prayer has probably been one of the more challenging ones for me. Mm. And the reason is, is because, and I just had this kind of epiphany recently. (laughs) I was actually coming back. I run around Lake Baldwin almost every day. And I've got this stretch that I usually walk after my run. um, And it's really beautiful. It's like very still waters. I actually pray Psalm 23 because it's, you know, lead me Mm. besides still waters. And, um, and I found myself praying and I thought to myself, I do this every day because it's, it's just part of my routine Yeah. that I know when I finish my run around the lake, I know I'm going to walk this stretch. I know I'm going to pray for this stretch and I never miss it. But what I've tried to do is I, with three times prayer, typically is I put an alarm in my phone or a re- use the reminders app. And what happens is, is they, my schedule's so variable that I can't yeah. use a time of day yeah. to determine my prayer. Mm-hmm. I have to use an actual activity that I'd be doing every day. Mm. So, so currently what that's looked like is to land my three times of prayer, it's been um, when I wake up, but, but that one wasn't really that easy for me to, to get. So it was more my commute in to work or mm. my commute in the morning, wherever I'm going. And then now it's this, my midday prayer is that, that run around the lake and, okay. and that kind of yeah. stretch. And then my evening prayer is right when I lay down to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so more, it's been less about times of day. It's been more about activities that happen in mm. every one of my, mm-hmm. every day that I have. Yeah. So that's actually been made three times prayer more realistic for me. Mm. Um, so it's that idea of habit stacking that we talked about in coaching uh, the workshop number one, um, but stacking it and, and making it less about the times, more about the activities. Yeah. Um, I've had some really cool experiences with reaching out, uh, just situations where it was evident that God had put somebody on my heart and I, I sent them a text uh, and, and it was an encouragement of some sort and that was really significant. Um, I also had a, a week where 
I and another member at New City decided, hey, like we would love to just spend this entire week reaching out to our wives hmm. and basically yeah. using our wives as the, the person for this whole week. That's the person that we're going to be super intentional about the words we say and, and we want to bless them in certain areas, hmm. um, being really uh, grateful or praising certain things. So it was really funny as we, we, we told each other this and then for accountability, we actually sent the texts that we were sending to our wives to each other. Oh, wow. And so I just imagine if, uh, <laughs> if Alana would have picked up my phone from Andrew, that's, <laughs> that's who it was, it would have just been so funny for her to read through our thread because it was all these messages that I was sending to her and to him. That's amazing. <laughs> but it was really cool. Like I just loved intentionally taking a week to bless my wife mm. with specific things like, hey, I'm so grateful for how you love and care for our son every single day. Hey, I'm so, I really loved how you responded to this person in this situation. Mm. That was super uh, Jesus-like of you, the way mm. that you interacted with them. And um, and so reach out's been really a, a great practice. Um, one hour, no screens. The way that that fits is I usually uh, come home, I run. Um, right before I jump in the shower after my run, uh, I so I run in the afternoon, is I put my phone, I shut it off, and I put it in a drawer, in my bedside drawer. And then I jump in the shower, I get out, we eat dinner together as a family. And, and one of the cool things about it is I find myself forgetting mm-hmm. to turn my phone back on. Mm. So what is one hour with no screens ends up lingering into, on, honestly, oftentimes we'll put uh, Augie to bed and I'll be like, oh yeah, I don't have my phone. And it's like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. there's something really cool about that, that, um, that practice of eating dinner together with my wife and son without a phone, no distractions. But then that I don't feel this like anxiety of, oh my goodness, where's my phone? Yeah. Um, I actually find myself going, oh, wow, I haven't had my phone for the last two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I think that's a really helpful story because I have also experienced the same thing. And I wonder, I guess as a suggestion, what I could take from both of those stories to people who are trying to fit that in mm-hmm. is to choose a time when by doing that, by that is to say, putting your phone in a drawer somewhere, you're immediately going to be engaging other people. And that is really the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's when you look at it on the compass, I'm looking right now, one hour, no screens, it's love others and it's to resist. So we're resisting screens mm-hmm. in order to love others. And so that's what you're doing and you're spending that time there. I had a similar experience recently where I actually left for a meeting after I put the kids down to bed mm-hmm. and I walked out without my phone mm-hmm. because of a similar reality that mm-hmm. happened. But there have also been times when for various reasons, I have tried to practice one hour, no screens, but then it wasn't as clear. We were now engaging as a family or I was engaging with others and Mm -hmm. it was harder. I found myself thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So I think those are two things from that I hear. First of all, I hear from you and from me, I've experienced as well. And I was surprised personally by how relatively easy it it was Mm -hmm. to not think about it when I was engaging other people, which again is the purpose of the practice. Yeah, that's right. And most of the times I've had conversations with people about the common rhythm, just asking what it's been like for them. Most everybody has entered in through the technology route. Mm. It's really interesting how many people have picked up on one hour, no screens or scripture before screens that the tech piece seems to have resonated with people. And we weren't really sure. We were wondering if we were going to get the most pushback around technology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But most people have, I think, experienced that as a felt need of, hey, I I need to get I need to master my phone and not be mastered by my phone. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And and so I think that, that that's been really helpful for people. Yeah, so I this is so helpful and I'm curious as you have thought about it and reflected on each practice, which practice has been the most challenging to you? Mhm. 
Yeah, so I I think the the one that's been the most challenging schedule-wise has been three times prayer, as I already said. The one that's been most challenging um, has probably been fasting in the sense of uh, it really is disruptive to my day in certain ways. Mm. Um, but being able to experience deepening and growth in that practice has been super helpful. I'd say the one that's been most challenging in the sense of um, f- actually deepening it and making it more of a, of you know, we talked about how in, in coaching, we say we want to deepen these practices into habits of love. Yeah. Has probably been gathered worship hmm. because it's my job, right? It's yep. like, I'm there, I show up. I And so one of the places that I've tried to lean in and, and really intentionally deepen that practice has been to purposefully spend time devotionally on Sunday mornings. And so what that's looked like is either prayer walks around my neighborhood beforehand or um, reading some sort of uh, devotional literature of some mm. sort beforehand, kind of a purposeful preparation of my heart before Sunday mornings, before mm. I actually get there. Yeah. And, um, and of course, I'm there at you know 8.45 for mic check and things like that. And so getting on time is a big deal, but it's, it's not, that's not a thing for, <laughs> for mm-hmm. us. Um, but I think that's probably been the one where I've had to take be most creative and intentional about improving that practice yeah. and iterating it, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'd say rest before work has been um, something I've done for probably uh, since certainly since probably 2018. Um, and I've just gotten more and more intentional about it. And it's become more and more a uh, like a refuge for me. Mm. So I, I, I take Saturdays as a day that I rest before work. And so um, what that often looks like is I will shut off my phone either Friday evening or Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And I just, I put it in the same drawer and it's just there. And I don't turn it on until Sunday morning um, when I wake up. And, and the purpose of that is I am, I'm kind of in many ways addicted to my phone. I just I just know that it's got its tendrils into so much of my life. Mm. And it's not necessarily text or I, I don't have any social media on my phone, um, but it's like uh, listening to podcasts or reading something or filling every gap of mm. mental space, any kind of silence, solitude, and stillness. My phone is just so accessible and has mm. so many wonderful things it can do for me. Yeah, And so I say that to say having a day where it is, it's just not even a part of my day. Mm. At first, I felt that. You ever heard of that the the phantom vibrations yeah, sure. thing? Yeah. At first, I was getting those where I would I would like touch my pocket and I'm like, oh wait, my phone's not there. Why did I feel a vibration? Amazing. <laughs> and uh, and then so I would have this sense of like I couldn't go for more than an hour without like touching my pocket mm. or wondering where my phone was. That was early on. Now it's like I look for. I can't wait for that because it's mm. just like I am. Uh, inaccessible, not yeah. just to people, um, but I'm inaccessible to all the things that I would want to to go and find and fill my yeah. fill my life with noise of sorts, mm. even good noise. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, Alana and I have been iterating rest before work to do it together more and more. So, one of the things we'll do is we'll we'll wake up and um, go for a hike somewhere. So there's this like Florida Trails dot org or something like that Mm. and there's actually a lot of really cool parks in central florida with uh within an hour's driving distance and so we'll drive somewhere and um take augie and we'll go for a walk together and and just kind of be outside together as a family again no phone just kind of enjoying leisurely outdoors and creation yeah um and that's been a real improvement for us Mm. to to thoroughly enjoy that time yeah and so because Typically, I would like to just like kind of read a book. <laughs> Alana yeah. wants to like do things with people because she's with Augie all all um, 
week and and I'm with people all week and yeah. so we kind of go e- the opposite direction yeah. on our day off mm-hmm, if you will mm-hmm. and uh, and so just being able to have that carved out time for us together yeah and then when he's napping I'll usually read a book she'll kind of go around and, and do some things and um, and then in the evenings we'll be with people sometimes and so mm-hmm. that's kind of our yeah. our Saturday rhythm well I love the way you're talking about it because it's so helpful it it's circling back around to what you where we started which was that we're deepening this practice mm-hmm. so even as you're weaving in how it fits in your life, you're, you're narrating for us how it's growing and how the practice is deepening, which That's I right. really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've appreciated that something about, um, so I have a constant desire for things to improve, but I've also get this sense of, I really believe variety is the spice of life. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you have me just do the same thing every day for the rest of my life that I would just dread that mm. <laughs> some people aren't that way. Yeah. So I, I can't have the same breakfast for like more <laughs> than a month. <laughs> Otherwise I just get a distaste for whatever it is. And so it's probably pathology, frankly. That's great. <laughs> so, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll name it what it is. And so trying new things with each of these practices, one of the things we, you and I've talked about, I love about the common rhythm is all of these practices in some ways are, there's enough structure, there's enough orderliness to it, but enough flexibility. Yeah. In other words, we're not telling you what to read for scripture before screens, mm-hmm. but we're saying, hey, read the Bible, meditate before you look at a screen. Yeah. And so even flexibility there, like I might dip into the Psalms, I might, you know, my mainstay is usually CBR. This year I've spent a lot of time in the Sermon on the Mount, meditating, studying, and and so... That that variability has mm. been really helpful for me with the common rhythm. It doesn't feel as constrictive or constraining. Yeah. When I'm like, okay, I can choose to, you know, maybe this day I'm gonna fast something other than food, or maybe this day I'm gonna, uh, even the day of the week, um, given my schedule, I, I I've had a hard time locking in every mm-hmm. Tuesday I'm gonna fast. Yeah. Right. Which is what it was. Yeah. And now it's been at the beginning of the week. I look at the week ahead, what's coming up, and I name one of the days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wednesday is going to be my fast day. Yeah. And that flexibility has just been helpful for me too. Yeah. So the last one I haven't talked about yet is feast. And I think that this has been the one that has been most challenging for me to kind of differentiate because Alana and I love table hospitality. Mm. It's like one of the most, we just have so much enjoyment together Mm. having people at our table. And so this is just a kind of a thing that we do. It doesn't even feel like a discipline. It's just kind of like, yeah, of course we're going to yeah. have people over. Of course we're going to eat meals. Of course we're going to be intentional, ask them about their life, their mm-hmm. heart, their their how God's using them and their vocation, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and so feasting just feels like uh you know, kind of going with the flow of our normal rhythms and, and routines of everyday life. But but that's not a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. we just we just thoroughly believe table hospitality is one of the most important things we can do yeah. uh to join in God's mission in the world. Yeah. yeah and so good. I think that that's all been um, to, together, the common rhythm as a whole, I think I've experienced um, it, it It just asks of me more intentionality yeah. in in so many areas of my life. And I think that has been, that's been super helpful. Mm. I've been really grateful for the, that kind of formative effect on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a final question for you, but mm-hmm. the way I want to frame it out is in the spirit of what we just said, which is that if variety is the spice of life mm-hmm. and yet it can still fit in the common rhythm, then that's a dynamic duo right there. Yeah, that's right. And so given right now and where you are in your practice of the common rhythm, what practice is adding the most value to your life mm. the way you experience it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I would love for the listeners to hear me say too is 
um, I've taken two week-long uh, vacations, or I was in a conference a few weeks ago, um, that totally jacked up my common rhythm practice. Mm. So, so I'm out of town for a week. I'm not in my normal rhythms, routines, habits, places, and it and it truly has completely disoriented my common rhythm practice. What's really lame about that is every time I come back, I feel like I'm starting at square one mm. to kind of re rehabituate myself. Yeah, yeah. And what that means to me is context really matters for yes, me. Yes, that's like good. Like where I am, being in my home, going, driving to the new city office, going to certain places, like my habits, my practices are so linked with the context I'm in mm -hmm. that when I'm out, I still read the Bible. I still pray. I still do some of these things, yeah, yeah. right? But it's just, it's not in the rhythmic way that the common mm -hmm. rhythms intended to mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. And so the, that's the negative part of that is that it's just like starting from square one. The positive part is it's almost like a little uh, Marie Kondo method, if you will, mm -hmm. Kamari method, where I've dumped the box out and I get to put back in <laughs> yes. what I want, how I want, if you will. And so I think that Putting back in um, fasting, I kind of began here, um, has been a really significant thing where the way that I've been thinking about fasting increasingly is um, I'm very regularly aware of very desperate situations in people's lives around me. Mm -hmm. That's just part mm -hmm. of my job, whether yeah. I'm, it's pastoral ministry or whether it's being a, a counselor or whether it's just being a person that cares about the people in my community. Mm -hmm. um, I'm regularly aware of just desperate needs that feel outside of uh, the realm of my scope of influence. Yeah. Um, as, as Paul would say, who is sufficient for these things? Mm. I say, I pray that often. God, who is sufficient for these mm. things? Yeah. And what I love about fasting is, is I, I experience it as a felt sense of my insufficiency for anything. <laughs> mm, that's right. That's good. I like that. But I also I also tie that to when I find myself insufficient for something, I think to myself, I'm going to fast and pray about that. Mm. That's going to be what I target mm. on my day of fasting is, you know, so-and-so situation that's going on in their life where I just would love to see God show up and work in a powerful way where we could only say, goodness, God showed up. Otherwise, this would have been a total disaster. Yeah. I choose my fast day to like appoint mm. that thing to be fasting and praying about. That's good. And I've loved to be able to do that. It's been adding so much value because I, I find myself just utterly needy, mm -hmm. <laughs> totally mm -hmm. surrendered, totally um, completely bankrupt to offer much on my own. Mm. And that's, I think, the inroad into fasting. Yeah, that's so good. Well, Ben, thank you so much for sharing your practice of the common rhythm. And our vision in having these conversations is to help other people figure out what the common rhythm looks like in their life. So mm -hmm. thanks for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Damien.